0: Welcome in, everybody, to the West Side Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, March fifteenth, twenty 2023. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome in to today's podcast. It is a beautiful, beautiful sunny day here in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you so much for everybody for tuning in uh, and giving this a a moment of your time. And today's podcast is going to be a doozy. I'm going to recap, excuse me, I'm going to recap Everything that's happened in the NFL, I'm going to talk about spring training. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Kraken. I'm just going to do a little bit of a dive and everything. But first off, if you haven't already, if you enjoy this podcast, please do me a huge favor and subscribe. I'm really wanting to hit 100. It'd mean the uh, the world to me, excuse me. I've been right around close to like 90-ish. So if I can just get 10 people to subscribe... I will be doing a baseball card giveaway. You can reach out and find more information about that on my Twitter handle, capital PNW, and then the word professor afterwards. You can find me there. Uh, This is going to be a kind of a updating, kind of change of the guard on on, on this podcast. I have uh, been doing a lot of the same things around the world segments, kind of feedback, stuff like that. And I'm just going to talk today about everything I've seen in the NFL, everything I've seen in, in spring training, topics across Major League Baseball. Yes, I'm going to talk about Trevor Bauer. Yes, I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. So strap up, get yourself a snack, because we're going to be here for, for, for a bit. Okay, let's get the monkey out of the bag. Let's get, the, in my opinion, the dullest conversation out of the way first. Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee Show. It happened today. Um... Nothing really caught me off guard here with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things. He's vague, but he's specific, but he's condescending and he's aloof, but he's thankful. You know, it's the Aaron Rodgers experience. This is what I i mean. I've talked at nauseum. I feel like I've talked more about Aaron Rodgers on this podcast the last couple of weeks than I have talked about the Mariners, which is a disgrace and uh, my bad, right? But it's just one of the most polarizing topics in sports right now. What the hell is going to happen? And we all know what's going to happen. Either he goes to the Jets, which as of now is pretty much seems like a done deal. But I'm not going to say anything until the actual pen is to the paper. The ink is on the parchment. Okay. So Rodgers to the Jets. Let's just say it's done. Uh, they got Alan Lazard. They went out and uh, got rid of or they let Mike White go to Miami. They've done a couple of things that the Jets have been fairly busy. Not too busy, but busy enough to, you know, intrigue the interest of one Aaron freaking Rodgers. So Rodgers is done, right? I'm not going to go much deeper into that. We'll just let this play out, right? Lamar Jackson's tag. That becomes effective today. I believe it was 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The teams can start reaching out. No team is going to do it. I would say that and there will be a team that probably does and I'll look like a clown, whatever. But the conversation stays the same. Lamar Jackson wants way too much damn money. He's not worth the damn money. Um, is he a good quarterback? Yes. Is he one of the top 15 best quarterbacks in football? Yes. Is he injury prone? Yes. Does he have an, a, uh, a choice of uh, how he deals with his mental instability? Sure. And when I say that... This is, the whole process has been stupid from the beginning to where we are now. He, he, you know, he tweeted, I believe it was yesterday afternoon, early afternoon, right around 1 or 2 p.m., uh, my time here in Washington State, that he uh, declined a three-year, $133 million deal that was supposedly fully guaranteed. I'm going to say it again. How stupid can you be, Lamar Jackson? To refuse this deal. The team, the whole NFL, Lamar Jackson, for the record, if you don't know this by now, if you haven't like figured it out, the coffee hasn't roasted so much as it burned your house full of black smoke from the coffee beans being roasted like Starbucks and their crappy drinks. This is a fact. You're not going to get Deshaun Watson's contract. You wanna know why? Because the NFL owners have four meetings a year One of which happened fairly recently at an undisclosed location, obviously, because media and press would swarm the place. and It would be a very, very interesting circus. Take what you can get, right? Take what the Baltimore Ravens are giving you. Be grateful. And I know people say it's easier to say be grateful when they're making tens of millions of dollars when you'll make it yourself. Sure. You are an entertainer. You entertain people. The only difference between you and a comedian is is, as a comedian does not play sports. They crack jokes. So, Lamar Jackson, do yourself a favor. Take the money and shut your mouth. It's that simple. Okay, that's segment number two. Number three, let's talk about all the money that's been spent in free agency, okay? there's uh, Atlanta Falcons have been very busy. The Bears, obviously, very busy. I really like what the Bears have done getting DJ Moore. Trading away that number one overall pick when everybody knew they weren't going to keep the pick. They they would be foolish to trade Justin Fields at this early point of time. Because these quarterbacks are not better than what you're going to get with with year two Justin Fields. Now you have Chase Claypool. You have DJ Moore. They went out and signed. um Oh, excuse me. There's a running back they signed recently. And it's bugging me. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyways, they've been busy. Right, they got Travis Homer as a backup depth from the Seattle Seahawks. They have Cole Komet at tight end. You went out and signed Tremaine Edmonds. You went out and got T.J. Edwards from Philly. You did some. You've done some good things. Spent some quality money, right? But everybody knew the Bears were going to trade the pick, right? So let's talk about what, how this trade and the Panthers and all of this kind of plays out as far as for Seattle, right? Because obviously that's what I cover here is Seattle Seahawks. You know, Pacific Northwest stuff. So, the Panthers are either going to pick two quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, who was initially leaked, or Bryce Young. I say this and they'll probably draft Will Levis and he'll probably put mayonnaise in his coffee on the NFL draft podium and I'll probably gag. Anyways, (laughs) the conversation now is about how the trade affects other teams. So, at first, the Panthers were originally at nine. Obviously, not one. They're going to get a quarterback, obviously. And then you look at, at these other teams, right? Houston needs a quarterback. I could see, realistically, um, maybe the Colts trade up from four to three. Trade place with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going... They'll. I think they have to address the de- defensive line. They have to address it. They lost Zach Allen. Um... They don't really have a whole lot of other things good going for them right now as far as on, on the defense side of the ball. Also, uh, Marcus Golden, their defensive pass rusher. Uh, he also left. I don't understand because he's a very, very quality good player. He will get a good money somewhere. But Arizona, do they go first? We're like, is it Jalen Carter? Is it Will Anderson? Is it Terry Wilson? Well, Jalen Carter's information today is going to answer a lot of questions for people. Because Jalen Carter, and I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible, has blown his opportunity to make generational wealth for his family. He was supposed to be a top five pick, possibly number one overall. Combine information comes out. You were involved in, in a high-speed, reckless event with fast-moving vehicles that costed the lives of two people. I'm going to say something very polarizing. You probably, most of you will will disagree with me. Some of you might agree when I get to explain it at the end, right? The NFL is concerned about one thing, money. They want to make money. They have presses to print the cheddar, right? The dough, the money, the moolah, whatever you want to call it, right? Jalen Carter, you voluntarily were at that event. You voluntarily decided that this might not be the best idea, but I'm going to do it anyways. And then you show up after not participating at the the NFL Combine, which you should have done because it would have possibly CYA, cover your ass, save your ass, pardon my French. But now Jalen Carter showed up at his pro day, 10 pounds heavier, and couldn't even finish his Combine drills. I couldn't tell you the last time I heard of a first-round pick at at what point in this process of the NFL draft was a possible number one overall selection who was so heavy and out of shape he couldn't finish his drills. Jalen Carter, who's ever in your camp, fire him. all of them, every single one, cause they're gonna drag you down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench And you'll never even see the light of day. You'll never get a breath of oxygen. You'll piss away your entire career. And everything you worked your whole life for goes right down the drain. Stay away from the Popeyes. Stay away from the fast food. Stay away from the jambalaya. Stay away from everything that you love to eat. And get your ass back in the gym. Because this is unacceptable. If I'm Kirby Smart, head coach for Georgia, I am FaceTiming Jalen Carter and saying, What in the holy hell are you doing? What are you doing? What have you done? Why are you doing this? Who's telling you this is okay? That's the question, right? Who is telling you that it is acceptable to not stay in top line condition shape when the draft is a month away? That is unacceptable. That is unprofessional. That is lazy. And that is stupid. You know what this reminds me of? The LA Angels. Just gonna drop a nuke right there. Okay, let's move on from Jalen Carter. Next subject here. Let's talk, let's just go in, let's go in and do spring training, okay? I'm gonna transfer from football. We'll go into the football more and we talk about Seahawks and what, what, what they've done. And I am, as you can tell, I'm fired up today. I'm really fired up because I've seen a lot of stupid crap come on the last week. And someone's gotta call a spade, a spade, a club, a club, and a diamond, diamond, a heart, a heart, right? Deck of cards. This is crap. What I'm seeing overall, Aaron Rodgers dictating, Jalen Rodgers or Jalen (laughs) Rodgers, Jalen Carter simply saying, ah, I don't need to work out. I'm looking at these other teams, right? Lamar Jackson not taking his money. There's a whole bunch of stupid garbage going on in the NFL. And I think somebody needs to ring the bell, right? Patrick Mahomes, somebody who's got the clout to say, we need to like, as a group, as a association of athletes, say, this is not acceptable. Be an actual role model. Somebody needs to step up and have the uncomfortable conversation. Who cares about backlash? Who cares about other conversations? Be a man. Be a respectable man. Be a leader of men. Be a mentor and do what's right. Okay? So, spring training, before I go on that quick side tangent, because I just can't keep my tongue shut today, but Jared Kelnick continues to smack the ever-loving piss out of the baseball. As Rick Rez said yesterday, he is blistering the baseball. He is. He looks phenomenal. I've seen all the video comparisons, and I've talked about it here a couple of times about his new swing and the load and the hand drop, and I'm not going to get into that because that's really techy, and I'm not going to do that on this podcast, but the roster, in my opinion, is getting very close to being done. Right now, Tommy LaStella ain't going to make it. Not my opinion. Only way he does is if Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty are not ready to go in time for opening day, which Dylan Moore we're probably 60-40 as yes versus no and I'm getting ready. Sam Haggerty, I'm leaning a little bit more towards maybe 65-70% for Haggerty since he's been able to get in and play some spring training games with Dylan Moore not being able to do so. But Jerk Elanick has been incredibly impressive. Uh, Taylor Dollard, Emerson Hancock, uh Brian Wu, I believe. I believe Brian Wu actually is still in camp. I'm talking about players who have been uh recalled back to their minor minor league affiliates. Uh Taylor Dollard was down there. He got sent down. Brandon Bernardino, Prelander Baroa, Evan White. So they're starting to make the bigger moves, right? Cade okay, Marlowe was sent down, but that's because he has the oblique strain. It sounds like he's gonna be six to eight weeks. They're hoping four to six, but six to eight is probably a little bit more realistic on that. But the fact that Bryce Miller still in camp is is a very good sign. Very positive sign that he is trending, continuing to trend in, in the in the direction, excuse me, that I anticipate him to be able to move into, right? So, that's one point on this whole thing. Second... What we've seen with the Mariners, there's one player who has been consistently rising the last week, and that is one Cooper Hummel. I think Cooper Hummel has made the roster. I mean, he would have to completely tank the rest of spring training for him not to make this roster. But I think the positional versatility, the switch hitting, the bat-to-ball skills, and he's just learning really well. He's being a sponge from Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy, all those guys, right? So... That's been good looking. Gilbert looked pretty good. Yeah, he allowed a, cu- a couple of runs. Who cares? It's Arizona. The It's warm. The ball carries more. They use different baseballs in spring training. For those of you who do, don't, do not know, uh, it's different composition rates of like what the core of the baseball is made out of, which is why you're seeing some balls just take off and fly and then some balls just die the moment they get hit. So this has been something MLB has been working on the last couple of years. They can deny it all they want, but they're full of crap. And I know it because I have physical proof that they have multiple baseballs so that's another thing but i mean some people can saying you know Luis castillo hasn't looked that great he's fine he's always started slow it's just who he is this has been his profile for his entire career you know fastball velo he was able to take it up to 95 which is good because obviously you know he's 97 ish usually right around there he sits right around 96 to 98 in regular season but I'm not worried about him. I'm not concerned about the velo. I'm not really concerned. Really, right now, I'm not really concerned about much. Guys are doing their jobs. When we get guys back from a World Baseball Classic, that's phenomenal. And talking, speaking of World Baseball Classic, let's let's just take a minute to talk about what Harry Ford's done in the World Baseball Classic. Start out struggling. Couldn't hit the baseball very well. Wasn't squaring it up. And then he gets his timing down, and he is just obliterating baseballs. He's getting uh MLB network t- uh networked live TV time. He's becoming a like a not even a home like a home name or a name that you're gonna recognize in your homestead. But we're talking about a global name because now you're seeing videos from schools in Great Britain with these guys talking about Prince Harry and King Henry or King Harry, excuse me. This is exactly what it was for one Julio Rodriguez a couple of years ago when they allowed him to play in the Olympics, right? This is a beautiful opportunity for him to learn and look at the landscape and see how can I get better, and these are the opportunities to do that. He is single-handedly carrying this team for, for, for great Britain on his back. I, I was listening to the commentary, and they said if they can just turn the lineup over and get the bat to Harry Ford... And I'm like, that's exactly what I want to see. He went three for three last night. Uh, He's just, he's doing incredible things in the World Baseball Classic. He's having an invaluable amount of knowledge given to him and the opportunities. And I'm just really stoked for the future for this kid. Thank goodness Jerry did not have to trade him as part of the deal for one Luis Castillo. Okay. Okay. That was the shortest segment on Mariners just because right now there's no active game right now today. and I can't really talk about lineups, blah, blah, blah. So let's transfer back to Seattle Seahawks, okay? Obviously, everybody knows, and I'm not exactly necessarily sorry for me not getting a podcast out because there was so much coverage on the Draymond Jones signing. It's a huge deal. It's the biggest free agent deal in Pete and John's era. They've never spent this much money on any player regardless of uh, position and stuff like that. Draymond Jones, 6'3", 280, defensive tackle, can play outside edge, really talented, right? He is a very similar clone-esque player of one Michael Bennett, is what he is to me. He's going to get you pressure on the inside. He's going to cause havoc. He's going to allow the outside edge rushers in Uchenna Nwosu, Daryl Taylor. Hopefully, we can draft up a couple ones in this draft class as well. But there is an incredible opportunity for these Seahawks to... uh, to really build on what they have here, getting Jaron Reed, I like that too. I, uh, you know, I didn't love the deal for 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 Jaron Reed, but I mean, it was okay. It was an okay deal, you know, two years, ten million dollars, five million, uh, five point I think it was five point eight guaranteed or something, or five point five guaranteed per year or something along those lines. there'll be more details when it gets leaked out, but. Uh, I'm glad what they've done cutting uh, Quentin Jefferson getting rid of Shelby Harris Shelby Harris is going to be 31 32 years old getting replacing him with Dr- Draymond Jones who's 26 just turned 26 like a month ago. So he's like young young fresh 26 years old. So you're going to get him through his essentially the beginning of his prime. A lot of reports out of Denver uh, from DMACC, uh, from 104.3 the fan there in Denver. Which is a the sister station for the one Denver Broncos, who was on Brock and Salk VSCL Sports Station on 710. That Draymond Jones, not a great run stuffer. That's why they went and got Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed is a naturally pretty good, consistent run stuff suffer. I like what the ability is. He's not the sack numbers haven't been great for Jaron Reed. Two and a half sacks last year in Green Bay. Nothing flashy, but he's had some really valuable experience. He comes back to the place that originally gave him his first opportunity. And uh, it's just a good showing of faith and love between players that leave Seattle that are released. And there was a little bit of bad blood between Jaron Reed and the Seahawks because Jaron Reed wanted a big deal. He wanted the $10-$12 million deal, and they were not going to give it to him. And they allowed him to go out and seek opportunities, and he was able to make his money. Now he returns back home. He puts on the blue and green again. He's going to pair up right next to Draymond Jones, and hopefully there's a couple of the prospects in this draft that I would love them to do, which I will be covering My players that I'm looking at are positions of need that would fit the system scheme and overall fit for what they're looking for in the upcoming uh, 2023 draft class, but that'll be a different podcast. So just letting you guys know that will be content covered. We'll do that closer as we get to the draft. I need more mock drafts. I need pro day results. I need that kind of stuff where I can really start like cementing you know, and uh, like Daniel Jeremiah, that's a great resource of from the NFL Network if you're looking for an updated draft or updated just big board in general after pro days with the combine. That's a great resource to do. Highly recommend that. But Seattle's been busy. I like what they've done. It's a bummer to lose Rashad Penny, but I kind of knew that that was going to happen. I'm surprised at the amount of money between Rashad Penny, Travis Homer, Travis Homer, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, going to the Bears. He gets two years, four point six million dollars. Excuse me, four point eight for Homer, and then Rashad Penny, one point three million dollars. Nothing. It was nothing. And some people are gonna say you couldn't just give it to Penny. Why not? It's it, it was it's time. You know, Penny had his opportunities. He had his run. You know, for the proverbial joke of the day, you flick the penny into the wishing well, and unfortunately, your wish came true for what half a season. I guess, between uh, the end of the 2021 season when he ran all over the league and blah, 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 right? But unfortunately, he has not been able to stay healthy. Eagles have a much better offensive line currently than we do here in Seattle. Good opportunity between him and Miles Sanders. I actually believe Miles Sanders is a free agent, so I'm gonna keep my eyes on that as well. But I mean, they've lost more than they've kept. Uh, Cody Barton going uh, to Washington. That was a bit of a surprise for me. I uh, still haven't seen the money guaranteed for Cody Barton. Be really curious as to what he got in the open market. But Washington was pretty quick to nab him up. And they do have a much better D-line right now. Obviously, they have drawn Payne, Jared, uh, not Jared Allen. Um, oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. If it comes to me later, I'll get to it. Montez Sweat, they have a really solid line, and it's been like that for a while, and that allows for the for the linebackers to play more freely and do their jobs much easier than it was here for Cody Barton here in Seattle the last couple of years. Reunion, as far as Seahawks goes, uh, Bobby Wagner conversation continues. I'm literally checking my Twitter like every 20 to 30 minutes trying to figure out if I get any updates. Quandra Diggs is just going—he's wrecking havoc on the Twitter world with all of his updates and his recruiting. One player that got released and cut this morning that I think would make a lot of sense here in Seattle as far as for a lot of other teams is one Darius Big Play Slay. Uh, He's going to want some money, and the money all comes down to the cap number, stuff like that. I don't know if there's any players that can— I mean, there's one player. Obviously, I think there's one player that they can restructure a contract with, and it would greatly help them with bringing in some more talent, and that's one Jamal Adams. I think they should have cut Jamal Adams. I mean, I don't know, like, post-cap, cut money, dead money, free cap money. I don't have all that info right now for for the Prez, as he likes to be called. But the Seahawks clearly paying $40 million between Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams at the safety position is just way too rich in the NFL. We saw the deals for Jordan Poyer, and Jesse Bates also got a ton of money, but he's one of the best safeties in football. Congrats to him. But I just want Bobby Wagner back here. Not going to beat around the bush. I want Bobby back. I think we need Bobby Wagner back. People are going to say, well, is that going to mess with the overall locker room dynamic? How about the leadership? How about the opportunities? How about the growth for the younger kids? Bobby Wagner comes in. He restabilizes the overall leadership of this locker room. And, they've, and they have one direction. He sees Geno. He sees the signings. He sees that they went out and spent all this money on Draymond Jones. They got his boy Jaron Reed back. They go out if you get Draymond you have Draymond Jones, you sign Jaron Reed, you bring back Bob, Bob, Bobby Wagner, excuse me, you sign Darius Slay, you have Tariq Woolen. you have Quandre Diggs, that is a solid, solid start to getting this defense rebuilt the way it's it's meant to be. And really the only way Pete Carroll is acceptable for this. Pete Carroll must look he had to look at this defense and say, John, this is not acceptable. It's just not. This defensive line is god awful. It is horrendous. It is atrocious. It is disgusting. They can't stop the run. We can get, I mean the pass rush was middle of the pack. I think we rated 16th this last year in pass and pass rush and everything as far as overall sacks goes. But we have to stop the run. And you gotta get big bodies in there. Um I will say one player, brief little insert here that I think would be a really great addition is one Keanu Benton. He is a defensive tackle out of Wisconsin. Phenomenal player. Great upside. Plays the run really hard. Run gap stuffs really, really well. Uh, has the ability to rush out for the, the passer. He would fit really, really well. He's like a little bit more athletic version of, uh, of like a Ray. He kind of reminds me of like Red Bryant kind of back in the day. But a little bit more athletic and a little bit more toned. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Obviously, if we get any more uh, breaking news for Seahawks stuff, I will be bringing that to you guys as soon as I get it, but uh, I don't really see a lot of these other things that I've been looking for. I'm actually checking my Twitter handle right now as we speak to see if there's anything that I've missed for you guys. And it doesn't look like I have seen yet There is nothing that I have missed yet. So just want to make sure I didn't miss anything for you guys. And with that being said, um, brief shout out to the Kraken. Uh, I know that I always have short Kraken segments at the end, but it's just because I just I just can't wrap my mind around hockey. I'm trying. It's new. Just stay patient with me. I know this team has done really good things this year. I know Jordan McCann or James McCann. I think it's Jordan McCann. He's had a great year, 30-plus goals. Obviously, we all know Maddie Beneers and all that good jazz. The playoffs are around the corner. This is kind of get to that point in the season uh, for the Kraken where you really got to win, you know, not every game but these games are getting really important you guys are racking up these points listening to Andy or uh i'm trying to think of uh the guy that works for the kraken uh, i apologize i can't man i can't remember that guy's name off the top of my head i listened to this morning anyways um hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast uh it's about three lesson let a little honor under, under 30 minutes so this is going to be kind of the format I'm going to be going with for a little while. I'm just going to free flow in between topics, kind of just talk and give my opinions and everything. If you guys want a little bit different versus something I miss, you guys want me to talk about, reach out to me on Twitter again, capital P N W and then professor professor is not in caps, just PNW. Sorry. uh, If there was any confusion on that, you can reach out and find me there. And uh, until then, hope you guys have a glorious, beautiful sports filled Wednesday. And, uh, who knows if we get some some news, you guys will hear my voice sooner than later. Have a great day, guys. Peace.